Hello, this is Tech Delivered for Tuesday, November 24th, 2020. I hope you're doing well. Let's get right into the news. A grand jury in Santa Clara, California issued an indictment on Monday accusing Apple's chief security officer, Thomas Moyer, of offering bribes to secure concealed carry permits for Apple employees. Moyer allegedly promised to donate 200 iPads worth $70,000 to the sheriff's office in exchange for four concealed weapons permits, quote-unquote, withheld from Apple employees, according to a press release from the Santa Clara District Attorney Jeff Rosen. The charges filed are part of an investigation dating back to 2019 into whether or not the Santa Clara Sheriff uses concealed carry permits to help solicit bribes and political donations. Apple makes another concession on App Store fees. Apple said that companies that offer digital classes or virtual events through iPhone apps won't have to use Apple's App Store in-app purchases through June 2021, enabling them to charge their customers directly without Apple's 30% commission fee. The extension will help businesses by giving them more time to hold paid digital events rather than in-person events during the COVID-19 pandemic, and this without the additional fee. The move is the latest olive branch from Apple to critics of the App Store, which says the iPhone giant's control over the platform and fees are anti-competitive. We'll see about that. Obviously, Apple's made these concessions and the pressure will be on, uh, as I've alluded to in previous recordings, uh, for Google and others to follow. Traditionally in Japan, when NTT Docomo was in play with the app ecosystems that existed or the iMode ecosystem that existed then, It was 10% for NTT and 90% for the developers. Um, I I don't think Apple can kind of sustain this business model for much longer. The pressure is going to increase. Um, If a third arc or competitor force comes into play, which is highly unlikely, um, I think Apple is going to keep trying to do this until it really gets pressure uh, for this issue. In other news, a bipartisan group of U.S. states plans to file an antitrust lawsuit against Google as early as next month, potentially beating a more widely anticipated lawsuit from a different group of states led by Texas. The pending legal actions follow an antitrust lawsuit filed by the U.S. Justice Department against Alphabet's Google in October. Google has broadly denied wrongdoing in response to the government's lawsuit and other probes, and the company said that its search engine and other products are dominant because consumers prefer them. Now this one is going to get really interesting. British telcos could face large fines if they fail to tighten security in their networks under a new law being announced in Parliament on Tuesday. The proposed telecommunications security bill is designed to improve security in the UK's 5G and full fibre networks. Under the bill, network operators must ensure the equipment and software used at phone mass sites and telephone exchanges meets certain standards. If the bill is passed, the government said it plans to fine telecom firms up to 10% of turnover or $133,000 a day if they fail to comply with the rules. It should be noted that this directly relates to Huawei gear under this new law. As part of its plan to become climate neutral by 2050, the EU wants to boost local production of the building blocks for green industries, including hydrogen fuel, to make low-carbon steel and batteries to power clean vehicles. Europe has 15 large-scale battery cell factories under construction. By 2025, planned European facilities would produce enough cells to power at least 6 million electric vehicles. 
Elon Musk is now the world's second richest person after he passed Microsoft billionaire Bill Gates. The 49-year-old entrepreneur saw his net worth rise by $7.2 billion to $128 billion on Monday as Tesla shares surged days after the news that the electric car company will be admitted to the S&P 500 index in December. Musk's net worth has risen by $100.3 billion in 2020, marking the largest increase among those on the Bloomberg Billionaire Index. In January, Musk ranked 35th. A growing share of Warner Music Group's revenue in the latest quarter stemmed from music streaming and other digital channels, a sign of how the coronavirus pandemic is reshaping listeners' habits amid an altered landscape for the music industry. In its full fiscal year, which ended on September 30th, Warner Music's digital revenue grew 11%, making up 65% of the company's total revenue, compared with 58% in the previous 12-month period. Sports tech company Hyperrice landed its first major partnership of 2020, striking a deal with the NFL. The sponsorship deal with the National Football League is a multi-year pact that will make the company the league's first recovery technology partner. The Uber for Trucks, Manbag, announced that it has raised $1.7 billion in its latest funding round, two years after it raised $1.9 billion from investors including SoftBank Group and Alphabet Inc.'s venture capital fund Capital G. The company, which runs an app matching truck drivers and merchants transporting cargo and providing financial services to truckers, was formed from a merger between rivals Yunmanman and Huichabang in 2017. Salesforce Ventures is investing in AppsFlyer, an analytics firm that helps marketers, app developers, and others evaluate the performance of their advertising campaigns. The new investment is a late entry to the Series D funding that AppsFlyer announced in January, raising the size of the round from more than $225 million from $210 million. The software firm is now valued at $2 billion, up from $1.6 billion in January. Asian Tencent Holdings is investing about $150 million in insurance tech firm Waterdrop to bankroll the startup's expansion into healthcare crowdfunding. The additional funding comes atop the $230 million that Waterdrop raised from Swiss Ray and other investors during its Series D round. The company is also planning to go public, targeting a valuation of $4 billion. Now let's shift gears into some funding news. Challenger Bank Current, which has doubled its member base in less than six months, announced this morning it had raised $130 million in Series C funding led by Tiger Global Management. The round included new investors Sapphire Ventures and Avenir. Existing investors also participated, including Foundation Capital, Wellington Management Company, and QED. Percepto, which makes the hardware and software for drones to monitor and analyze industrial sites and other physical work areas largely unattended by people, has raised $45 million in a Series B funding round. The funding is being led by a strategic backer, Koch, Disruptive Technologies, with participation also from new investors, State of Mind Ventures, Atento Capital, Summit Peak Investments, Delic US. Previous investors, US Venture Partners, Spider Capital, and Arkin Holdings also participated. Cash Free, a startup that offers payment services to businesses, has raised $35.3 million in a new financing round. The startup Series B was led by PE firm Apis Partners with participation from existing investors Y Combinator and Smilegate Investments. Gaddick, the AV startup focused on the middle mile, which is already using its self-driving box trucks to deliver customer online grocery orders for Walmart, 
has raised $25 million in Series A funding. Investors include Whittington Ventures and Innovation Endeavors, which co-led the round. FM Capital and Intact Ventures, along with existing investors Dynamo Ventures, Fontanales Partners, and AngelPad also participated. It should also be noted that Gaddick just closed a deal with Loblaw Retail in Canada to trial their services with online grocery orders in Canada. And now we're going to try to do something a little different. We're going to start talking about specific segments of uh, the technology sector and provide a perspective on the latest trends. So, hey, it's only AI is going to be a frequent recurring theme that we're going to try to incorporate in addition to, hey, it's only cybersecurity. So let's give AI a try. As you know, AI has positives and negatives. And there's a cautionary alarm of concern moving forward with certain AI innovations. GPT-3. OpenAI released its latest language model in June, surpassing its predecessor GPT-2 with 175 billion parameters. It has raised many concerns about poor generalization, unrealistic expectations, and the ability to write human-like texts for nefarious purposes. Elon Musk, an OpenAI founder, also criticized OpenAI's decision to give exclusive access to Microsoft. Clearview AI has been in the news quite a bit. The startup faced heavy criticism for its facial recognition technology, which matches suspect images to a database of 3 billion photos gleaned from social media and the web. Facebook, Google, Twitter, and YouTube also asked the company to stop using its platforms. And there's more. What about deepfakes? These AI-generated videos and images supplant people's faces onto existing bodies. While many look near genuine, technology still hasn't reached its potential. Still, experts have noted its misuse in pornography and politics, like the ability to create fake videos of opponent cad candidates. And we've seen an example of Obama being deepfaked in a demonstration, including many others. Another area that's raised concerns includes the UK's AI-based grading system. The country's exam regulation department chose to start using an AI grading system in place of an A-level examination for university entrance, which was cancelled. The UK has since dropped it after parents and students complained that it was unethical and biased against disadvantaged students. And then there's the terrible quality of neural PS reviews. The Neural Information Processing Systems, or Neural IPS 2020 ML Conference, sent out its paper reviews in August, which many noted seemed incomplete and or unclear. Some have asked for better accountability into the paper review process. Neural IPS 2020, which takes place virtually this year, will happen December 6 through December 12, 2020. AMP Robotics, which develops AI-powered robots for waste sorting, is expected to raise another $70 million, highlighting the push toward AI-assisted recycling. The Colorado-based company was featured on this year's Forbes AI50 list of America's most promising artificial intelligence companies. AMP's technology can recover plastics, cans, cartons, and more from waste for recycling. It's capable of telling the difference between high-density polyethylene and polyethylene terephthalate. I'll say that a few times. Terephthalate. Tech can also identify brands on packaging and sort for color, shape, and clarity. In 2017, AMP had leased or sold more than 100 of its AI robots to more than 40 recycling facilities in North America, Europe, and Japan. 
The robots cost about $300,000 or $6,000 a month. Forbes estimates that AMP's 2020 revenue will reach $20 million, doubling that from 2019. The company also recently landed its largest purchase order of 24 robotic systems, which come from waste handling company Waste Connections. And let's focus on some trends for AI going forward. This particular one has been kind of a topic of discussion within the AI community in Canada for more than two years. There is a rise and demand for ethical AI. Some pressing issues include who should be held accountable when AI makes mistakes, how AI should be treated, and how automation will take over jobs and potentially worsen wealth inequality. AI-powered chatbots will continue to better understand what people are saying to them and reach more natural levels of communications that mimic humans. 2021 is expected to showcase the good, the bad, and the ugly of synthetic or fake data. This includes data that helps create data sets for training AIs, as well as fake data that perturbs that training data to purposely deceive AI systems. In 2021, we can expect novel AI projects such as holographic meetings for remote work and on-demand personalized manufacturing. I think the holographic meeting concept has been done, been there, done that. Uh, I attended a conference that was uh, sponsored by Cisco back in the day, which would have probably been 2006, 2007, where they were talking about having corporate meetings within Second Life. There's absolutely no reason for this. And uh, my belief is, is that this is gonna be just one of those fancy things that just never take off. And lastly, Google AI just released Verse by Verse, a machine learning based app that helps users compose poetry inspired by famous US poets. The experimental app is powered by two machine learning models, one that was trained on classic poetry and another that chooses the next verse. Users can first select up to three poets for inspiration and pick a structure, form, rhyme scheme, and syllable count for the poem. You then input your first line of the verse and the AI will suggest options in the style of those poets. Users can accept, change, or ditch suggestions. Google describes it as more of an inspirational partner AI to help shape stanzas rather than one that writes the whole poem. And this concludes Tech Delivered for Tuesday, November 24th, 2020. This is Alex signing off and wishing you a good day. See you tomorrow. 2020, see you back at it tomorrow. Thank you.